0: The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Yesterday, teacher Enoch Burke arrived to the forecourts during his High Court case following his sending of what was described by the judge as a big long email. Uh, Mr. Justice Alex Owens uh, said that in that email, Enoch Burke alleged that he was denied a fair trial. Uh, and among a number of other uh, allegations. Let's take a look back at how we got to this point in proceedings. And we're joined by the man who uh, is now describing himself as our Enoch Burke correspondent. That's News Talks courts correspondent, Frank Graney. Frank, let's walk through the road to where we got to yesterday. But just to, to kick us off, remind us of where yesterday ended.
1: Yesterday ended with uh, the judge reserving his judgment in the case. Mr. Justice Alex Owens has been hearing submissions for the four days of the hearing, and uh, in the end, he said that he was tempted to deliver judgment yesterday, which would obviously suggest that he has already made his mind up, but uh, he decided to uh, reserve the judgment, which simply means that it to be delivered at a later date, as of yet an unknown date. And in the meantime, he made it known that the orders refraining Enoch Burke from attending at the school uh, should remain in place. But yesterday was an opportunity for both sides to deliver their closing remarks uh, to the judge before he went off to uh, consider everything. Clearly, Enoch Burke wasn't there again yesterday, so once again, for a third day in a row, it was all very one-sided. Once again, Enoch Burke was reminded that he could participate, that he could come back into court, but he had to purge his contempt. He was held in contempt uh, last Tuesday for refusing to obey a court ruling. Um, So Mark Connington, who is one of the barristers representing the school, he spent some time going through his case for the judge. He um, rejected the counterclaim that Enoch Burke had made in relation to his constitutional rights being breached, and his colleague Alex White went through that in a little bit more detail. But he did spend some hours by essentially in a nutshell saying, I suppose, that the disciplinary process, which led to Enoch Burke being firstly suspended on uh, full pay and ultimately dismissed from his role at Wilson's Hospital School for gross misconduct. Uh, The school simply said that that process was all above board. Enoch Burke claims that it wasn't, that he was denied his right to fair procedures. And, you know, you had Mark Connaughton yesterday making the argument that at all times, at every twist and turn, he was given an opportunity to engage with the process. And he simply chose not to. He described disciplinary hearings and staff meetings where he was disruptive and where he was asking deflecting questions and where he wouldn't directly engage with the issues at play. Enoch Burke, throughout this entire process, claims that he was fired because of his religious beliefs and because he refused to accept transgenderism. And that was utterly rejected by Mark Connaughton yesterday in his closing remarks.
0: Now, this has all added up, Frank, to being probably one of the least significant and most remarkable cases that various different courts of appeal and High Court and everybody else has heard in, in recent memory. Remind us of the first arrival of the High Court into these proceedings. It, it first went to court when Enoch Burke continued to show up at the school having been told to stay at home because he was suspended. Is that correct?
1: That, that's right. I mean, outside of the courtroom, it all goes back to an email that was sent by his then principal, Neve McShane, who gave evidence uh, last week, an email that she sent to all of her staff, including Enoch Burke, on the 9th of May last year. And and this was in relation to a transitioning student who wished to be called by a new name and with gender-neutral pronouns. Now, she, Neve McShane, said that this was a respectful request, and her evidence last week, that's what she said, But Enoch Burke claims it was a demand and it claims that it was a breach of his constitutional right to express his freedom or his religious beliefs uh, freely. So it goes all the way back to that email and a lot of things happened in the school thereafter. But I suppose to answer your question, the first time it entered my domain, the first time it came into court was in August when Enoch Burke, despite the fact that a decision had been made to to suspend him, uh, again on full pay, just while these disciplinary proceedings were allowed to... um, come to some sort of a conclusion. Enoch Burke kept showing up to um, school. We heard from his deputy principal, a man called John Galligan, who gave evidence of Enoch showing up at a staff meeting ahead of the new school term. He was, respectively, in John Galligan's words, asked uh, to leave. He was told that he shouldn't be there. But Enoch continued to show up. He would often just stand in the classroom where he used to teach German and history in, uh, reading a book. Mr Galligan said that um, he never saw him bringing in any food, he never saw him eating, he was just standing in the classroom for hours reading from a book, as I say. So he was clearly not willing to um, stay away from the school at the request of both John Galligan and also John Rogers, who was the uh, chairperson of the board of management. So that led to the school going to the high court, seeking and being granted injunctions, refraining Enoch Burke uh, from attending at the school. But I think, as we are all all too aware, well aware at this point, uh, Enoch Burke defied those orders. He continued to turn up at the school. Uh, a daily fine regime of €700 euro per day for each day that he shows up at the school or defies that, that, that order. Refuses to purge his contempt. A €700 euro fine. It's up to about €30,000 plus now. Um, but he continues to defy us. Now, remind us, Frank, in the middle of of that, though, the
0: fine from his perspective, I suppose, is a slightly more lenient uh, version of the original High Court approach, which was to stick him in Mount Joy. Uh, Am I right in saying that he was released from Mount Joy without ever having purged the original contempt?
1: Yeah, Enoch Burke um, spent 108 days um, in prison for contempt, of court, And again, he was told on a number of occasions that every opportunity, whenever he was brought before, judge in relation to these proceedings, he was told that he didn't have to be in prison. All he had to do was make an undertaking to the court to stay away from the school, Um, you know, without prejudice. They weren't assigning wrongdoing to anybody at that point. It was just to keep the status quo. He stays away from the school until the disciplinary process. Clearly, if that had worked in his favour, you know, the court orders would have fallen away. But Enoch Burke was adamant that he wouldn't be purging his contempt. He said he couldn't do it uh, in good conscience because, again, of his religious beliefs. And I suppose that caused a difficult situation for the High Court and for the whole system in relation to how contempt of court proceedings in civil matters work. You know, here we had somebody who had spent over 100 days uh, behind bars for contempt of court and was refusing to purge his contempt. So... I suppose what the judge did cleverly before Christmas was he decided to um, to order the release of Enoch Burke without him having to purge his contempt. And I suppose the reasoning behind that was the court or the school was breaking up for, for Christmas. So the judge felt that that would maybe be, you know, a nice compromise. But as soon as the school reopened for the new new school term in early January, lo and behold, there was Enoch Burke standing outside the gates of the school again.
0: Now, as Enoch is running up fines um, for um, contempt of court, his brother then, because it, it is a bit like the Three Musketeers, where go one, one go all, the, his brother Simeon now finds himself in a similar position. Remind us of what happened at the Court of Appeal.
1: That's right. And we have to be very careful about what we say in relation to the case involving uh, Enoch's younger brother, Simeon, because He is um, charged with a criminal offence. He is charged under public order legislation. And he is awaiting trial because he is contesting the charge. I think that hearing is due to take place on the 17th of April, from memory. A date was set at the same time that Enoch Burke's case was being heard before at the High Court last week. And this all goes back to um, an incident in the Court of Appeal when Enoch Burke was in the process, I suppose, of learning that his legal challenge in relation to the injunctions refraining him from staying away from Wilson's Hospital school was not successful the president of the court of appeal was delivering that ruling and when it became clear that it was going to rule against Enoch bark all hell broke loose in the courtroom I mean, you had a situation where up to 10 guards they were required to force to be removed Enoch bark his parents Martina and Sean uh, his sister Amy and also his brothers Isaac and Simeon. Simeon then appeared before Dublin District Court, uh, down the quays in the Criminal Courts of Justice Complex. I was there, this was less than two hours after he had been forcibly removed from uh, the Court of Appeal, and we heard that he was being charged with essentially a breach of the peace. He too um, was told that there was no issue uh, with him walking away from prison, uh, no objection to bail, he didn't have to stay behind bars, didn't have to stay behind bars for a single night. He was told that if he signed a bond um, to the tune of about 200 euro, I think, signed a bit of paperwork, he was free to go. But um, he has chosen not to. So he is still uh, on remand awaiting that hearing in April.
0: And when you say on remand, he's still in in prison, effectively.
1: Exactly. Remanded in custody, yeah. But... uh, with consent to bail is exactly how the, the judge put it.
0: So at this point, Frank, if we're looking at a pattern, it it is so far where there has been an option to either fold or double down, there has been a lot of doubling down going on. What are the options remaining to Enoch Burke if the High Court, when it does come back with the judgment that is currently reserved, if it doesn't go in his favour, has he played all the cards that he can be dealt?
1: No, is the uh, short and simple answer to that question there will be an avenue of appeal if Enoch Burke is unsuccessful in relation to the hearing of this main event. And that's the funny thing as well. You know, we've been talking about Enoch Burke for months now, but the reality is that uh, the main event only really took place before the High Court last Tuesday because Enoch Burke decided to first challenge the validity and the lawfulness of those injunctions refraining him from staying away from the school. He was previously offered an early hearing date in relation to the main dispute uh, between him and Wilson's Hospital School. And that, again, goes to the disciplinary process that led to him being suspended and subsequently uh, dismissed from his teaching duties. So, you know, obviously that took place on Tuesday over the course of four days. He wasn't an active participant in the end because he was held in contempt and refused entry into the courtroom unless he purged uh, that contempt. But this big, long email that he sent to the registrar of the High Court yesterday morning um, is very telling. And and Mr Justice Alex Owen even said something um, after reading it that suggested that he's half expecting it to feed into some sort of an appeal. The reason Enoch Burke was held in contempt of court on Tuesday was because he had made some very serious allegations against the lawyers representing the school. He accused them of deliberately tampering with a material relevant to the case. Now the judge heard from both sides it was utterly rejected by lawyers for the school and in the end the judge ruled against Enoch Burke and Enoch Burke simply wouldn't accept the ruling of the court. So after some time to and fro you know, we spoke about it earlier in the week, uh, he was told that he was in contempt of court. Now the thing is there is an avenue of appeal in relation to that decision. So Enoch wasn't happy with the decision made by the court. The long and the short of it is whether you're happy with it or not, it's like shouting at the referee after a penalty has been given. Whether you think it's the right decision or not, that's not the time or place to agitate your concerns. Enoch Burke could have continued with proceedings, he could have cross-examined witnesses, and then if things worked against him, he could have brought that to the Court of Appeal a little down the road, but he chose not to. The
0: Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.